A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With my depression not being easily treated with pharmaceuticals, I was excited to try it because I thought this might actually work. Yeah. And then when it did... Yeah, it was sort of, I felt vindicated by that. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette. A podcast on your mental health you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally You're listening to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly podcast about all things mental health. I'm Ellen, and this week I'm talking to Dan Dalton. He's a writer whose debut novel, Johnny Ruin, is out now in paperback. We're going to be talking to him about his book, but also microdosing LSD and why it's nothing like a bad trip. Yeah, the book's called Johnny Ruin. It's about a guy who takes a road trip through his own mind with his spirit guide, John Bon Jovi. So how much of it is based on your experience? <laughs> uh, I mean, a- apart from the sort of psychic road trip, yeah, I mean, I always joke like it's 100%, but it's probably somewhere in the region of 50-50. With fiction as, as the sort of format, you get to exaggerate and play around with the truth. The truth isn't always as fun as fiction. So yeah, the stories that aren't necessarily true may be based on truth and then expanded out just to make them more interesting that makes sense so you didn't go on a trip with a spirit guide (laughs) no um no that that uh sort of comes from uh one of the inspirations for the book was dante's inferno Mm -hmm. and dante's on this journey through hell with his hero the poet virgil and i was thinking well if i had to go on a similar journey who would who would my spirit guide be um when i was a kid my hero was john bon jovi so (laughs) He seemed, he seemed like a good Virgil stand-in. I don't know if he would be, like, stabilising. I think he could make it go a bit madder. Mm, yeah, like, I guess that's part of the fun yeah. of the character. You know, a lot of the themes of the book and the 
narrative can be a little bit, you know, sad and dwelling and things like that. So having John there just helps lighten it up. Obviously, I've never met him. I don't know what his personality is, but the personality I gave him uh, is a little bit more fun and he sort of adds a bit of levity to the proceedings. So the tripping and spirit trip is fiction, but you have spoken about microdosing LSD. And I think the first thing people think when you mention LSD is obviously like tripping out to use what the kids are saying. How, can you tell us about how you started microdosing, what it's like? Yeah. So I'd actually written the book before I ever tried microdosing and, um, that came about, I read a book called a really good day by Islet Waldman. And it's, um, a chronicle of her experience with microdosing. And it's something I'd heard about. Um, I'd heard about people using ketamine for the same mm-hmm. reasons and things like that. And unless you get in pharmaceutical grade ketamine, you don't know what's in it. Whereas LSD is pure. There's no, you can't get sold a dodgy batch. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought, you know, I'd try it. I managed to get a hold of uh, a couple of doses and essentially you dilute it in sterile water. Mm. You take a 10th of a dose every three days. Um, it's a strange feeling cause you, you're not tripping. It's mm. only a, it's such a small dose, but, um, you do feel calmer. You know, the overall effect is, so it makes you very present, no longer like dwelling on the past or feeling anxious. Um, so whereas you can't tell you're tripping, you sort of do notice the effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for two months in 2017 and another two months in 2018. And yeah, it's the best antidepressant I've ever had. Really? Yeah, I did. I, I, when I was diagnosed, I did take um, an SSRI. Yeah. Um, which is the first thing, you know, the GP makes you do a checklist and then sends you out the door with a load of SSRIs. And I just found them to the effect too much for me. Uh, The side effects weren't uh, something I was willing to live with. What were the side effects for you? Um, I mean, loss of libido was one. Yeah. Uh, A general flatness. So I wasn't reading or writing during that time. And as a writer, um, and big reader of books, it's sort of, it's difficult. Um, you know, I need that in my life. So those kind of thing, you know, little things like, um, my temper went a little bit as well. So I was, I was irritable. Mm. Um, and it just didn't feel like me. So it felt like, um, a watered down version of me. And, you know, I know SSRIs are great and they work for a lot of people. And luckily I was able to manage my depression without, but, for the two years between three years between stopping that and start mm. and, and microdosing, I was still looking for something else. How long were you on the SSRIs? It was about nine months. Okay. So, so quite a long time. Yeah. I, I was diagnosed in March of 2013. Yeah. Um, and I stopped at Christmas. So Christmas, New Year-ish. Um, and did you stop because of the side effects basically? Yeah. And the stupid thing I did which I would advise no one else to do is to stop them called Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone who I've spoken to who has taken antidepressants did the exact same thing, even though they've been warned not to. It was a rough couple of weeks. There was a lot of um, crying. Yeah. What happened? Do you, does it just feel like just the rush of depression going back? Uh, it's a rush of everything. So I guess the way I felt on SSRIs was quite flat. Yeah. Um, where all emotions were flattened out. So everything comes back basically. And if you don't taper off as you're supposed to, it's quite overwhelming. 
um, like a, just a wall of emotion. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, like I said, there was a lot of tears, but then there were days when I just didn't leave the house and, you know, in, in the kind of same way of my worst depressions. Um, and then, yeah, it, it I guess, obviously wasn't that bad because you know I'm, I'm all right but it's still I bad <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't advise it yeah did you experience any side effects because i know a lot of people are talking about basically withdrawal symptoms mm. now from coming off antidepressants like that's a big concern no nothing um different to yeah. when i was on the drugs there were things like uh yeah that the, when i was taking it the, that was when the worst side effects was and I, I tried a few different ssris as well during that time and there was mm. one that made my depression dramatically worse um and i ended up with cymbalta i think which basically was like an anti-anxiety drug for me because it didn't affect my depression at all and that mm. was one of the other things about ssris for me is that i didn't notice a dramatic effect in my mood yeah so it sort of felt like well i don't feel great um my mood's not improved why am i taking mm. this really powerful drug um so then i procured myself some lsd and took that instead which... so, <laughs> i'm just thinking how you get from that to the lsd <laughs> you said there are two years between when you weren't doing anything so three three years uh and in that time i was in therapy yeah therapy has been real lifeline for me yeah. and you know i'd advise sort of everybody to whether you're struggling with mental health or not i think therapy is a wonderful thing uh, especially for men, um, you know, as a man and in my experience, there are whole vocabularies that I just didn't have that, that I was able to sort of learn through therapy, ways to talk about my feelings. You know, one of the things we try and do at the moment is say to men and, you know, everybody talk to somebody, mm. tell them how you're feeling. And it's a very difficult thing to do if you've no idea how to articulate that. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I was diagnosed in 2013, I started therapy I've been pretty lucky with my therapists. I've had a couple over the years um, as I've moved around. But, um, yeah, that's been the one constant. And, you know, yes, I've done some self-experimentation with psychedelic drugs, but it's with a sort of basis of research and um, and also, the, you know, the therapy being there. So, you know, I'm not just running around taking a bit of everything and seeing what works. Good. That's <laughs> good to know. Um, so how did you kind of start the first time? Cause I imagine you read about it and you're like, yeah, I want to try that. What's the next step? Well, being a class A drug, that's obviously very difficult to get hold of. Yeah. It's, uh, that's enough of a barrier for most people. Um, I actually had a friend who, who is a journalist mm-hmm. who managed to get some for an article he was writing and he gave me a couple of doses. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I would say if it's something that interests you, do the research, but I can't advise you on how to get it or where yeah. from. Um, and obviously there are dark webs and things like that where if, you, if you're willing to go down those rabbit holes, you could probably find it. But yeah, I mean, that's why I don't do it all the time because it's hard to get hold of. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. illegal. Yeah, and it's illegal. <laughs> so, you know, if somebody has some, by all means, let me know. But yeah. um, it's, yeah, one of those things that... Uh, unlike SSRIs, when you stop taking, you still feel the positive effects. So it has a long taper. 
So uh, how long afterwards? I mean, it's over six months since my last dose and I still feel like the same sort of calm, present feeling. Do you know like why that is? Like why, how does that work? Uh, I mean, the research, obviously they're doing a lot of um, research on it now because of the popularity. Mm. Um, so universities are getting funding to do it and they've found some things like it, it affects a particular serotonin receptor. So it, it's sort of... A, targeting a similar thing as an SSRI, but in effect rewiring mm. that receptor rather than uh, so an SSRI just blocks it, you know. Yeah. Um so the way I describe LSD is that it's rewired that area of my brain for the for the better. Mm. Um but because all the you know the the research is ongoing you know, but he sort of knows and, you know, a lot of scientists theorize that it's a placebo yeah, and things like this. And, you know, if it's a placebo, great. Yeah, uh, I still feel great. <laughs> so, you know, I, I only have anecdotal evidence, but it, it sort of worked for me. So, And how long do you take it for each time? Do you say once every three days? Yeah. So it's, um, it's in an eyedropper, yeah. uh, a small dropper bottle and you just take it in the morning before your breakfast. Um, and then you have a day off. Uh, and then, because the one dose should last you for two days. Okay. And then the third day is a day off. And then you go again. So, I mean, I know people who've done it uh, when they microdose every day. Yeah. With their morning coffee, um, because it was my first time or first couple of times, I went with the three-day uh, method. Which and if, if it was working for you and it was readily accessible, would that just be a long-term? Oh, yeah. If I could days? go to Boots now and get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think because it doesn't have side effects, it doesn't have, uh, it's not habit forming, you know, there's no uh, real downside. And obviously there are all these horror stories we've brought up, we've been brought up reading about CIA and people like jumping off buildings while they've been on it and things like that. And a lot of those are, are been proven to sort of be myths and things yeah. like that. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure the CIA actually did experiments, but they're dealing with massive doses. And you know, think about the drugs we consume in our daily lives. If you took that, if you took a massive dose of caffeine, you wouldn't be very well. If you took a massive dose of, you know, alcohol, you can you know, poison yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think, we, you know, one of the reasons it was attractive to me is because you're dealing with such a small amount. There's no real room for error. It's not like you could administer it wrong. It's just a, you know, drop on the tongue. So. Um, once I'd done the research and realized the barriers <clears throat> to entry just involved getting hold of some, mm. uh, I thought, why not? Um, because medical science had sort of failed me to that point. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just looking for something else. That would yeah. Work. And I mean, I'm in the position where, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, uh, I freelance, so I work for myself. So I'm in a position where I had a bit more leeway to do that sort of thing where no one's relying on me for anything. Yeah other than myself. So it felt like a very safe experiment to do rather than, um, you know, going off the rails a bit and then affecting my job or my family. Were you nervous at all about potentially going off the rails or things going wrong? No, because I'd done the research, you know, yeah. and I've read so many anecdotal, um, so much anecdotal evidence that it didn't really feel like that was going to happen. You know, um, it's the sort of thing that when you go, for your first drink at the pub. Yeah. Of course, you know, the alcoholics exist, but you don't, you're not scared to have your first drink or, you know, it's, it, it, I was more excited because I felt like for me, 
with my depression not being easily treated with pharmaceuticals, I was excited to try it because I thought this might actually work. Yeah. And then when it did, yeah, it was sort of, I felt vindicated by that. But, you know, I can't sort of sit here and advocate everyone to go out and get it. <laughs> you know, you've got to do the research and things like that. But yeah, if it was available in boots, I'd, I'd tell everyone to go down and get it. Yeah. Some. No, it's just interesting because I feel like the stories around LSD are like one of the most pervasive. Like for me, that is a scary drug <laughs> because I've been told stuff like, oh, they like scratched their own face off or they like went into the sea and thought they could swim really deep or whatever. Mm. That, um, that genuinely would scare me. But if you, you're saying you've done research, everything, so it's. Yeah. And, you know, I have also done a full dose of LSD. Okay. So between the microdosing. Yeah. Um, I guess I felt confident enough with the drug that I decided to take a full dose. Yeah. And that's not something I've written about as much because obviously I, it's not something I want to advocate for, but I find it a very positive experience again. Um, it's, I was taking the exact same amount as I had when I microdosed just in one go. In one go. So it was yeah. a full dose, lasted about six hours. Uh, a friend was with me and we just laughed and had a great time. And, you know, most of the time I was sort of sitting very calm, very present. Mm. Um, and it was just a really yeah, wonderful, warm feeling. And so, you know, the people are experimenting with lots of other drugs that they feel are safer mm. because they haven't heard these horror stories. But, you know, I, certainly in my experience, I, you know, I don't think there's, yeah, I guess I wasn't at the top of a high res building. So yeah. there was no danger of me falling off that, but um, yeah, it, it felt like, I suppose it's how you approach it. Um, and I, you know, I felt confident that it would be okay. And it was. With the full dose, how did that feeling differ from the microdosing? I mean, there is a, it's a trip, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the way my uh, LSD affects the brain is sort of visual. Um, well, for me, it was uh, sort of the visual things, shapes uh, and, and things move. Mm. Um, so very much like if you remember Fantasia, the Disney cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like that. You know, you can see where the animators are coming from if you think, you've had a uh, tab of LSD and you're like, oh, that makes more sense now. Cool. So it is quite a bit like you would see in the media, mm-hmm. that sort of trip. But um, yeah, I mean, totally a positive thing yeah. uh, for me. And again, uh, it's not something I would do every day like microdosing, but it's certainly something I would do again. Whereas microdosing is not like that at all. No, I mean, the only effect I noticed... Uh, the first time I took it and, and every now and then was just a slightly different quality in light. Mm. So right at the edge of the vision, sort of in the peripheral, the light was sort of sparkled a little bit. And so it was just the tiniest little difference. Um, the first time I took it, I went and looked in the mirror just to see if I could see a difference. And it yeah. was sort of like I was looking at myself in HD as well. So it, it did still have a visual effect, but only very, very tiny, mm. you know. Um, I went about my day as usual. Yeah. Um, and you know, a friend said, you, you, you seem a lot lighter and, you know, maybe, you know, you could look at it and say, well, that's maybe a placebo or something, but the effect, the effect was there. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one because it is a class A drug and because people have these preconceptions about it, mm. you know, um, I don't want to sort of be the LSD guy. 
Um, and also it's, it's quite popular in sort of tech circles with the Silicon Valley types yeah, who use it for productivity and stuff like that as well. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people talking about it and it just means that there's things for you to read if you're interested. And also it, it means that universities are taking notice and starting to do yeah. trials and things like that. So, and yeah. there are a lot of people who you wouldn't associate with class A drugs talking about doing microdosing. Like you get a lot of kind of quite stuffy like professors and scientists being like, yeah, I'm microdose LSD. So, okay, maybe it's not this horrible, scary thing. Well, yeah, if you, you know, in the book, uh, A Really Good Day, mm. she meets a lot of these old school professors and things like that that uh, um, would have never come out as microdoses, yeah. but have successfully been doing it for 30, 40 years, you know, um, and who swear by it. So I guess one of the things that scientists say is that we don't know what the long-term effects are. Yeah. And I suppose if you're doing a full dose every other day, the long-term effects might be more significant, but um, it seems like these people who've been doing it for a very long time still advocate for it and are, are fine. So um, yeah, if I did have access, but you know, at the moment I don't. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, honestly, like with all medication, there's still a lot of questions about how is that going to affect us long-term? Like I was saying about antidepressants, people are very worried about the withdrawal symptoms and what that's doing to be on them for years and years. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, when I got the various different SSRIs I had, mm. they all came in a box with a huge list of things and said, you might get this. Yeah, including blindness, right. which is... Or serious depression. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> suicidal thoughts. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to be fixing. Right. But cool. But yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, with with this, it, you know, it, 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 there isn't a list of side effects uh, other than, um, you know, if you took a full dose, you, you would trip. Yeah. Um, and certainly with respect to other Class A drugs, not that I, you know, I've tried them all, but those effects are sort of um, more apparent and, you know, habit forming mm. and negative and things like that. And yeah, I guess it's a shame that LSD ended up lumped in with those sort of because of, a, you know, but at the same time, the medical establishment will happily give us this other drug yeah, because that's the one they sell and say, well, well, take this, you know, it does have this huge list of side effects and you probably won't feel great and you can't come off it ever. But but just take it and see <laughs> yeah. what happens. It'll be fine. Yeah. Were you open about when you started trying this? Were you open with your therapist? It's not something I spoke to my therapist about straight away. Yeah. Um, it's something we discussed because uh, she couldn't i mean we eventually talked about it afterwards mm. but if i'd have told her at the beginning it's sort of difficult because she couldn't tell me that it's okay or yeah you know um it would have been i would have put her in a difficult position i think uh, when you're talking about um you know pharmaceutical medication she can say great you're taking your antidepressants but yeah if i'm saying i'm gonna try this thing like, with this class a drug right and the, you know if she something happens so yeah i didn't yeah. discuss it straight away but there were people that i told um and it, you know i wasn't tweeting about it or shouting from the rooftops but um yeah it's not obviously i'm talking about it on a, on a podcast yeah. so it's not something yeah I'm, it's I'm, not a secret <laughs> right. thankfully what reactions did you get people that you told i think curiosity is the biggest one mm. um because there is this sort of current trend people have heard of it people know that it's a thing um that microdosing is um 
you know, can help in various areas or people say it can help in various areas. So, you know, I'm not the first person to write about it. Um, so most people are just curious, how does it feel? Sort of similar questions that you've asked really. And, you know, I can only speak from my experience, but, um, you know, like I said, something I do again. So, uh, I didn't sort of start handing out doses to people because it's not, you know, uh, but I did say that it's the, like I said to you, it's the best antidepressant I've ever taken. Which is a strong endorsement and quite convincing. So I'm guessing you haven't done any LSD this morning. No. How would the interview be different or this experience in your day? How would that be different if you had? I don't think there would be uh, any dramatic effect. And like I said, um, because the, the tail end of, uh, you know, the taper is quite long. Mm. I still feel the sort of effects of presence and positivity and calm. I'm not somebody who's ever struggled with one-on-one. Um, and obviously your producer's here, so two-on-one. But yeah. it's not um, a particularly difficult situation for me. And maybe if we'd gone to a gig or something, I'd be able to tell you the difference. But, um, you know, something that a crowd is a much more anxious situation for me, much more difficult. But yeah, I mean, in my day to day, uh, I've, you know, I don't find it as hard to get out of bed in the morning. So mm-hmm. I was able to get here on time, you know, things like that. So the difference is it's small, but significant at the same time. Would anyone else notice a difference? Friends, when I was microdosing, noticed that I was a little bit more lighter, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more playful. Um, certainly I felt like I was being more myself not weighed down, um, you know, that sort of heavy feeling, mm. um, weight on the shoulders sort of can take you a while to warm up to a social situation. And I suppose the difference with LSD was I could walk in and be myself for a minute one rather than have to sort of sit and wait for the stress of the journey to dissipate or my worries to, to go away. Um, so yeah, I, I, subtle differences, but certainly ones that I would notice. And, yeah. yeah. But it wouldn't be drastic, like, oh my God, I can definitely tell that you've done this today. No, I mean, my pupils wouldn't be like saucers and, uh, you know, unlike some other drugs, I wouldn't be talking a mile a minute. Oh, I think it's it's more of um internal, just the way I feel. So this is goodbye from mentally If you've been affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, please contact the Samaritans on 116-123 or go to the website at samaritans.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rate and review on iTunes and come join us on Facebook at the group Mentally Yours. We also have Twitter, which is MentallyYRS. Thanks very much to our producer Sam Bonham and to Lucy Baker for the jingles. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.